Welcome back to the Boundless Podcast. I was going to scream our intro, but I've been informed by the higher-ups that we're not allowed to scream anymore due to uh, fatal accidents on the highways (laughs) while listening to our podcasts. So I will be talking like this for the rest of my life. Super sorry. How are you? How do you like your waffles? Fried or soggy? I like them a little, like, like right in between. You don't want them too, like, burnt, but then you don't want them soggy. No, I'm a a texture person, so I cannot have soggy waffles. Yeah, no, especially, like, especially if if the service has been on there for too long, you know, and it gets all sunken in. Yeah, literally when I eat waffles, that's probably the thing I eat the fastest because of the (laughs) syrup. just looking at me like a weirdo. You know, uh, someone told me about uh, um, mushy French toast. They're like, I don't like French toast because it's mushy. I was like, it's not supposed to be mushy. So if you're having French toast with that's mushy, you're just making it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm that's in agreement. <laughs> so this is our podcast, The Breakfast Club. And um, next time we'll be talking about uh, pancakes. I guess we will. But no, in all actuality, we're uh, we're three dudes uh, that just love Jesus. And we're coming back at you with another podcast. Uh we took a week off um, because of Josh. Joshy Poo is sick. It's all his fault. Um, so we're going to just hit you with that double upload because oh, yeah. uh, we love you guys so much. And we appreciate you joining in every single week and being forever faithful faithful to our podcast and being forever faithful to God. Which means Skylar and I get to stay up all night editing and Elijah gets to sleep peacefully. Yep. So yeah, I'm Elijah Southfield. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of Boundless. We're on to our next co-host, which is Joshua Daniel Grantham Bartholomew the Third Junior. So we oh, share we share <laughs> the same <laughs> la- middle names. They do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't. Daniel, Daniel Bartholomew Edward um, the Third. Are you the Third, the third Junior as well? Junior. Oh, that's awesome! Fifteenth. Hey guys, so yeah, um, I'm I'm a uh, seventeen. I keep saying on every podcast, you guys are gonna never believe it. By the time I turn eighteen, you guys are gonna be so set as me being seventeen. I'm just never gonna change ages. They're not that dumb. <sighs> I know it's gonna be sad. They're not that dumb. They're not gonna be like, oh well, what? He's eighteen. He doesn't have. He has a birthday. <laughs> what the heck? Okay, we're dragging this, and then this is your third co-host, Skylar Kolsch, and this is actually my episode. Yeah, he's gonna preach. Your episode? Yep. It's God's episode! Yeah, bro! Oh, wait, we just working. He's working through me. I'll just turn you down. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Turn his mic off. (laughs) You don't need him. All right. Well, anyways, guys. um, Yes, thank you for tuning in. This one is gonna be... Um, based on losing loved ones. Yeah, I know. Wow, way to That's, bring the mood down. That right? is not what I expected. But we're ready. We're ready for this. We're ready this for is, this. This is a need to know need to know information. This is. And you need to know, so grab your tissue boxes and uh let's get on the road. Yeah, these boys Wait. don't know what I'm gonna be um saying, so they might need tissue boxes as well. We're also but this is not just about losing loved ones. We're putting out a verse that st- stuck out to us and mine. Is actually, I'm surprised I found it after like years beyond years. Okay, so it's gonna be Matthew five four, says those who mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. And what this means to me, I could be totally wrong, 
but it's okay to be sad. Even Jesus cried, and maybe that's not a big thing for everybody, but it is for certain people. And it's okay for us grown men to cry or to be upset or mad. Sometimes we have to go outside, throw a couple of punches at something, roll around in the dirt, and then call it good and go out to eat or something. Usually that something happens to be me. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, no matter what the situation is, uh, there's a lot of different ways we can be comforted. So it could be during that moment that we get a piece or we realize something or whatever the situation is, we will get comforted when it's over or whatever it is. Um, we just got to be faithful and we'll get rewarded. So, um, yes, like what I said at the beginning, and it's going to be the, the title of this, it's Losing Loved Ones. And I have lost lots of people, but there's two people that really stuck out to me, and they both have a good backstory to them, so I decided to put them in. But anyways, I wrote this little, like, kind of like, I guess you would say a passage, so I'm just going to read the whole thing to you guys. I'm not going to read parts of it and then uh, talk about it. I'm going to talk all about it at the end, sum it up, and then your guys' opinions as well. So, it says, Losing someone is probably the hardest thing someone can ever go through, especially a family member. I went through it twice in one year before. I lost my best friend and grandma just in about a month of each other. My grandma died January 10th, 2014. And then my best friend died February 16th of 2014, like two days after Valentine's Day. It was definitely one of the hardest times for me in my life. People noticed a difference in me when I tried to hide it because I was embarrassed in myself and how they would react. When my grandmother died, I started to fail school dramatically, like really bad. Teachers always, and I mean always, asked me what was going on, but I was so scared to tell them because of how they would react. So, <clears throat> whenever I failed a test, didn't have my homework, they asked me what was going on at home, but I was just too scared to say because I didn't know how they would react. And obviously, it was them being, oh, I'm so sorry, but I just, it was embarrassing for me. Then, a month later, my best friend died that the whole school knew died unexpectedly. Everybody knew about it. I didn't want to show my face in that school ever again because I was embarrassed. I questioned God, why would you take two incredible people away but let the people who have no desire for God live such corrupt lives? I was gone for a whole week. Then my mom came in with a binder. I thought it was just all the schoolwork that I missed that week. But when I opened it, I saw letters. The whole fifth grade wrote me come back soon letters. I saw the love in these letters and made me realize that they were there for me. They weren't going to judge me or think of me less. I also realized that God was there for me. God told me in my heart that they are just fine and happier than ever. And finally at peace. And that's uh, one of the things that really stuck out for me. Um, especially with my best friend, because he uh, was finally at peace and finally at rest. God also gave me the scripture, Matthew 5, 4. Those who mourn are blessed, for they will be comforted. 
And I actually got that from a kid's devotional I had. I don't know where it's at now, but it's growing up. It's a growing up devotional, and that was that day, and I had that verse. I prayed to God to give me my joy and peace back. I struggled for a long time finding joy. Then one night I had a dream of my best friend running to Jesus. I can, I like, I didn't write this down. I can remember, like, I was in the sky. I could see Jesus finally saw the back of him and saw my best friend running as fast as he could into his arms. And then, boom, I woke up like that. Then my mom said she had a vision of my grandma dancing with Jesus in the church. I finally got my joy back, knowing that they were okay. You see, when God gave his one and only son to this world to die for us, God knew that it would God knew what it would do to this world. God had to have been crushed seeing his son get beat and killed on a cross. Imagine, just imagine hearing your son ask you to take this cup away from me, this punishment away from me, Father. But you see, God knew what would happen when Jesus get would get crucified. We would have the opportunity to have our personal re- relationship with him. It was part of God's will. God gave Jesus the strength, not your will, but my will will be done. You see, no matter what happens in life, no matter if it's a big problem or small, God is in control. It might hurt now, and it might hurt a lot, but God's there for you. He loves you and will say, son, it will be okay. Those people you love will just be just fine. It might not make sense now, but if you run from it or try to fix it, you will just be in a worse place. When Jesus died on the cross, God knew no matter how much pain and sin Jesus would have to take, it would be more than worth it in the end. When Jesus and all his children are in heaven with him. So that was just something I wrote. And it's always something like that was always in the back of my mind. And yes, it was really hard for me. And even though though I knew they were going to be okay, it took me a long time to accept it. So that's why I couldn't find joy in life and not knowing like my last words with my best friend or my grandma but I know that they know that they're okay and they're happy and they can't wait to see me and it was part of God's will so that's what I got on that and it's that verse really stuck out to me for a long time I forgot what it was I remembered actually the those who mourn are will be blessed, but I couldn't remember the other part or the scriptures, and I'm glad I found it. But that really helped me, gave me peace throughout the years. And yeah, you guys got anything <clears throat> on that? So, anything about first, you guys losing someone? Well, actually, so so if you go back to um, Skylar's testimony. He elaborates a little bit more on the situation with his friend. Um, and that was like a similar, like it, it wasn't as intense as Skylar had felt it. But uh, we were all friends. So I, I did go through that a little bit with uh, with Eric passing. And then, of course, uh, I also had a like a considered grandpa 
who his his name was Forrest, and uh, he was a professional drummer, like back in I don't know the seventies or sixties. I don't know when when it was, but he used to drum for like the famous people, and he was really cool. And he just talked for hours on end about like life and and what to do and sit in certain situations. And he was like one of my most favorite people, but uh, you know he passed. And uh, he was he was older too, like he was born in 1930 or something like that. Wow. But uh, yeah, um, that was another person that I lost. I've only really lost two people, you know. Um, but but what stuck out to me is the part that where you couldn't feel like you could, you know, uh, handle the situation in front of people. You had to like hide it, and unfortunately, that's just how a lot of it is. Um, especially for us guys, you know, cause we, uh, we're supposed to be staying strong, you know, for our family and we don't want to, you know, expose that. And what I, I used to try to do that too. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, this guy that comes down to our church, his name is John Harkey and, uh, he was praying for me once and I guess he could tell that I was obviously hiding in like crying and stuff like that. And he was like, don't cry like real men cry and uh, just let it out. You know, that way it won't. If you try to hold it in, if you try to hold in the tears. It just affects you for longer. But if you let it out, it's almost like I'm going to get really gross. It's almost like puking, <laughs> you know, because when you're sick, you get the relief. So yeah. Then. Yeah. It's like whenever you're sick, if you hold in the puke, your stomach keeps hurting. But once you just let it out, you feel that moment of relief, you know, anyway. So I, I get I get that whole trying to hold it in front of people. You gotta stay strong, but that's just that's not what the Bible says and that's just you know, that's that's the world's perception of how we need to handle things. Yeah. And I also um actually had another dream once of um I'm glad you said your grandpa because that just made me realize. I had another dream about um my pastor. He's like a grandpa to me. He's taught me how to be a man. And how to work hard and he's grown me closer to God and a couple years ago I had a dream it was a really weird dream but I had a dream that we were in a room it was me my my sister and my nieces and they're really close with them too like really really close with them um, and we were in a room and there was like a portal it was like a little uh, cylinder portal and Jesus was there and he said, our grandpa has to go. He It's his time. He needs to be with the father. And that crushed all of us right there. Even with Jesus being there, we were all like crying our guts out. Didn't want him to leave because we loved him and stuff. And we weren't ready for that. And what he told us is he says, he said, it's okay. We're, he's going to, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be in a better place and I will see you guys up there, but my time is done on earth, and your guys will be as well someday. I don't know when, I don't know how, but God has it all in control. It's part of God's will, so if you try to force it, then it's, it's not going to work out. God knows what he's doing, but I will be okay, and I'll see you guys up there. Yeah, and, um, there's, oh, boom. sorry. Go ahead. So there's a scripture that says, um, to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
Um, and I've, I've noticed that um, a lot of people who have lived a full life, you know, they're usually older, like, you know, 60 and up. It's like when they know it's it's such a weird thing to think about. But I've heard so many stories and I kind of understand it. It's like if I were to know that I was going to die, I wouldn't necessarily like it, it would just be weird to think about. Like I, I wouldn't be against it, but I wouldn't want to just die because I'm so young. Yeah. You know, um, but then there's older people that then when they go, they're like they literally tell their family. And that's what uh, my grandpa had said. You know, he knew he was going soon, um, but he was. They, they they just tell their families like, "Hey, I'm I'm you know I'm going. I've done my work here. You know, and I'm ready for rest. And just like, it's so weird how they're just ready for it and they're looking forward to it. You know. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed with a lot of older people. I don't know how that situation was with your grandma passing, but that's that's how. Um, he passed. He was ready for it, you know, because he's been through so much pain the last three years that he was living. Mm. Yeah, and I tell that to people all the time that want to, that wants, want God to take their life or they want to take their own life. I tell them that this world, this world sucks. It really does. I, I can't st- stand living here. But God's put us on here for a purpose, and we will go through insane things beyond imaginable things and it's gonna be crazy or horrid or maybe I don't know maybe awesome but it's gonna be worth it when you go with God into internal life to be walking the streets building your own house seeing all his creation and his glory it's gonna be worth it and you just just keep that in your mind if you're going anyone's thinking about suicide or they don't feel like they have a purpose and I understand that a lot of people do struggle with finding their purpose in life or what God has for them but God has God wouldn't put you on earth if if you didn't have a purpose like he knows what he's doing and I'm not saying that anybody's a waste but if if you were a waste of time he wouldn't have put you on this earth and he knows that you're not and he knows what you can do in this life and how strong you are. Keep that in your mind. It's going to be worth it at the end. I got to keep living. I got to keep going. And one, like another thing you can also say is, I know this one guy, he's, like a, he's an outstanding athlete. Like this dude's an animal. He will, he's ran like crazy marathons. And he's like 220 pounds. Like, he's really heavy dude. He's ran an ultra marathon in 220 pounds and did it under 24 hours. But what he used to say is, and it's true, at some point, this race has got to end. Like, it's not going to go on forever. It's not going to go on for hours. It's not going to go on for days. And that's the thing about living life. At some point, this is going to end. It's not going to go forever. It's going to hurt a lot, like a lot. And you got to keep pushing or else you're not going to make it, but you will like it or you will get to your to the finish line. Like there is a finish line at the end of this race and that's to God. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind, guys. Life is hard. It really is. But uh, God will be there for you. He will comfort you. He will show you the way and you might not always like it. Or 
you might disagree with it. Maybe you like it a lot, but just stay with his way. So that was my verse that stuck out to me. And that is things I've thought about. And I encourage you guys to think about that as well. Everyone listening, um, if you are thinking about suicide or you are hurting with losing a loved one. But yeah, like you asked the question if we've um, had any relevant deaths in our lives or just just deaths in our lives as general. Um, I've had too many to count, honestly. Uh, I was adopted into uh, an older family, so uh, both of my, all of my grandparents are gone. Um, all my great aunts and uncles, they're gone. Um, uh, my, um, I recently had an aunt and uncle pass away from both sides of my family in the span of like a month and a half, um, just a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, uh, I think just the, the biggest death that obviously impacted me was, uh, when I was 10 and that was when my sister passed away. Um, she, um, she thought that she was getting um, heavy set, and she thought like she needed the lap band surgery. Um, so she went in for that, and it ended up taking a negative side effect on her body because of her past. Um, and she ended up just being super malnourished and she was like super like she she was literally skin and bones like she looked like a walking skeleton um and then her legs gave out and i remember that she wasn't even in the hospital anymore she was actually at her own house and in pretty much her deathbed it was like a hospital bed and she had a private nurse there taking care of her and she was only about 36 and uh so um my niece her daughter was five and we just remember just i just remember uh taking you know us taking uh our niece to all these places and I remember the day that we got the news that she passed away because we just was we were just there uh, to pick up my niece and we got to my house and uh, we got a call and all my dad said was she's dead and then um, everyone's just started crying Um, and I thought like for some reason I thought like there was some problem with me because I didn't cry um, at that moment of time. But, like, way later on, I had a dream, like, probably, like, six months later. I had a dream. It was more of a nightmare where I'm, like, laying in my bed and, like, my um, sister's death bed or hospital bed, whatever she had in her room that she was laying on, was, like, nailed to the side of my bedroom wall. And she was like sitting, she was still laying in it somehow. Like, so she was laying vertically like up vertically, yeah. and she was just screaming, just screaming, like just not 
not verbal screaming, like not anything like that. She was just screaming. And I had that nightmare probably like three or four times before I told my parents. And I was like, okay, I've been having this nightmare. I don't know what's of it. And then like my mom prayed about it and she was just like, listen, like, um, she's like, I feel like God's telling me that she just feels, uh, that she just felt pain because she never told you that she loved you because like that was one of the true things is that my siblings never really told me that they love me they never really hung out with me uh they never really uh cared for me in that way i mean they were nice to me and stuff but they just never really expressed anything towards me uh so she was like and then and then um a while later too my mom came up to me and she's like you know i had a dream and it was God telling me that uh, that she's up in heaven, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, another one uh, was my grandpa passed away probably when I was excuse me I burped it. Um, my grandpa passed away when I was probably twenty, um, and he. Um, he was an imp- a big impact on my life. Uh, he ran one of the the biggest uh, like dairy. He was one of the biggest dairymen in the town that we live in at the time. Uh, so he had his own brand and his own company, and uh, he worked all his life, just all his life. He's been working on farms, and uh, he worked until he was like 91 and then um they pretty much forced him to not work anymore and like shortly after he stopped working he just passed away because like i feel like if like my dad's the same way i feel like they're just gonna keep working until like someone finds them like in the field that they were working where they you know passed away I mean, he was, um, what was crazy was that, like, I would always go over to his house to mow his lawn, to take care of things that he didn't really have time for. Um, I would go over to some of his farms and help my dad, uh, take out all like the dead branches and stuff. Um, but I mean, we used it as firewood, but, uh, I would help doing that. And he, uh, one of my aunt's later on told me that um that on his deathbed pretty much he said that i was one of his favorite like his well i was his favorite grandchild just because i was the one that would always come over i was the one that always helped him so it was like um what's nice what's weird about me is that i handle death very differently um because like when a person dies, I automatically think, well, they're in a better place. Because my family has always been Christian. So I've never really thought that, you know, oh, you know, I'll never see them again. I've never really thought, oh, well, um, they're not in heaven. Because like, obviously, I can't say whether someone is in heaven or not. But um, we could see by the examples that they lived in their life and 
what they said and what they did. Um, we can see somewhat of the path that they're taking. Um, I just, I've always just found comfort that there is a heaven, even. The, just the fact that there's a place that we get to go, that, um, that God's prepared for us uh, when we pass away. And that's why I don't fear death. Um, because um, I think I think it was about two years ago. I just I was just sat sitting there meditating um, and just you know praying to God, and I realized like right after I I was meditating that uh, that I was just like you know what if I died today, like honestly. I would have to be content with it because there's no going back. But I was like, if I die today, I'm content with that. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, there's some people that would say, oh, if I die today, like, you know, how, you know, this and that. And they're kind of like freak out um, because, oh, I don't want to die tomorrow or I don't want to die today. Um, but I got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm all in it for God. And it's like, I know where I'm going. I know that he's prepared a place for me so I'm ready like whenever he wants me to go I'll go you know I mean I don't really have much of a say in it yeah but um that's how I've been feeling um so I I just I would just say um on another note just to find comfort in God um when um someone passes uh that you're close to um, I know that's um, easier said than done because you want to try to figure out, you know, if they went to heaven or if they're okay, you know, um, and then you have that that sorrow in your heart that you're feeling because and and like Skylar said, like sorrow is not a bad thing um, when you're sor sorry for the right thing, I would say, um, because we could be sorry for ourselves and that wouldn't be the right thing but we could mourn for others you know and that would be fine it's completely fine to mourn for others you know um another thing real quick uh, that i would like to say that's kind of off note is that um one of uh the per one of the people that i live with uh he says um and he got it from someone else and that person got it from someone else but he says that um, I want my heart to break what uh, breaks God's heart. So like whatever break breaks God's heart, he wants his to break for for the same thing. So like if something happens, you know, um, that's, you know, against God, his heart breaks. Right. So I want my heart to break for the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to add that because, you know, uh, about bro broken hearts and stuff. Uh, I know that Jesus, you know, even God mourns the death, but also rejoices in the death because um, they're part of the kingdom of heaven, which yeah. is a really cool thought. Yeah, and he does that. And even for Jesus, like, mm -hmm. was, that was probably the hardest thing. He, he had to look away because uh -huh. of all the sin and stuff, but... God knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, that's good, Elijah. You got anything else, Josh? I'm good. Well, 
Thanks for sharing, Skylar. Okay. Shout out, Skylar Coles. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> okay, guys. So, yeah, that um, hopefully encourages you guys. I pray it did. And that is my verse that stuck out to me. So, we're going to be, since this is a double podcast, you guys, it's not going to be this episode, but just move on next, to Josh's. Yeah, just go on to the next episode, which would be out at the same time. So and if you, guys you uh, listen to Josh's, he's going to be telling his verse that stuck out to him. And we don't know what it is, so it's gonna be a surprise for us out. And if you uh, if you missed Elijah's sermon, please give that a listen to. That was pretty good. And um, if you want to know a little bit more about Skyler and what he was elaborating on, he's got a full story here. Just check out his testimony. And uh, if you don't know us, listen to our intro. All right. Also, we have a TikTok. There are still no videos on there. We will get that. there. We will get there. We're busy children of God, and we sometimes are not TikToking. Yeah, we're if not. If you know what I'm saying. Okay, guys, we're going to pray out. So, Josh, can you pray us out, please? Yes. Absolutely. Josh. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this wonderful day Lord, that you've given us. Thank you so much for an opportunity that we get to come down here, three dudes, sit around the table, and spit into some mics. It's really a great opportunity, and I really enjoy doing it with these folks. Thank you, Lord, for Skylar and everything that you've revealed to Skylar over that verse, Lord. It's amazing how you can take one verse and create a whole story about it that is off of someone's life, Lord. So just thank you so much for um, everybody listening and um, just how you weigh in each and every one of our lives. If you guys need any kind of... All right. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you guys, I love you guys so much. If you so guys need much. any prayer or or anything like that, please hit us up. Our email is bound. Wait. I don't know our email. <laughs> Never mind. Hit us up on the Facebook. Uh, we take messages on our Facebook page. Boundless. Um, you'll see a lovely triangle with... Uh, cartoon depictions of half of our faces. Uh, <laughs> My nose is really big on that. Your nose is really big in real life. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace We're out. The big nose Love crew. Woo! Wait, we just yelled. Yeah, you guys did yell. <laughs>